Yo, man, it is Friday of all Fridays. I feel like we woke up ready to go today. We're going to talk about Toyota calling their shot. What's on dealers' minds, best and worst airlines, and of course, a little bit of NADA show prep. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know. Six days, Kyle. Six days. Six. That's it. Nuts type of stuff. Unbelievable. Our team has released on our LinkedIn and probably Instagram too, like a countdown from 10 days where they've just taken pictures from previous and they've overlaid like 10 days, five, nine days in the countdown. Today is one of my favorite pictures. If, you, oh, if you're really? not following us on LinkedIn, you got to check it out. It's it. it's a picture from us when we were scoping out the Asotocon 2022 venue, and oh. it just looks like a band photo. Like we're like walking, oh, yes. Danielle's yes, hair is blowing, you got white sunglasses uh, on. That photo is like <laughs> one backpacks. of the most epic photos. But that's how I yeah. feel like rolling into NADA. We are going to be there in full effect Crew of 15 spread out a few across a few hotels. We're going to be everywhere. We, we had another, our second like NADA production meeting yesterday because the first one hour meeting, we got like halfway through <laughs> Wednesday. Um, we got through the rest of them yesterday. So I feel like we're really good. We're going to be all over the place the day before. And so we're showing up Wednesday morning. You and I, we're going to do a few things on the yep. ground, but starting on Thursday, you're going to find a Soto team everywhere. I'm going to be uh, hosting or emceeing an event for Auto Team America, which I hadn't heard about, but it's actually a really high-powered event. Uh, Going to be there with, like, Paul Walzer and Brian DeBoer. It's going to be great. Um, So if you don't have a ticket, it's sold out. But still, follow the content. We're going to be posting it on social, and I think a lot of great insights. Kyle's going to be over hanging with our friends at Automotive News and J.D. Power running back and forth. We're going to be at Omni just all day, (laughs) locking it down. we got J.D. Power in the morning, Automotive News in the afternoon. It's going to be a a riot. We're going to write it all up, video it all up, get all the interviews. Kyle's going to pack all the hard-hitting. He's going to be like straight-up red carpet, like asking Casey Crane, so who are you wearing? Right. (laughs) And who are you wearing? And I should start wearing? with who are you wearing? That'll be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> be fit. And then on the floor, uh, we'll probably release the schedule at some point because we have quite a few of uh, booths that we're going to be doing live podcasting through throughout the event. Yep. We're going to be moving around quite a bit. So uh, we'll, we'll get that out so you can see it. Probably the best place to find it is you're going to be by being on our email list, which you can get for free. And it's a whole lot of fun to read every day at asoda.com yep. or just follow us on social media. Follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, probably the best place to be. Uh, just search Asodu, follow it up, and we'll let you know where we're going to be because, hey, maybe we can get you on. And we would love to talk to you, meet you in person, especially if you're someone who has this podcast in your ears on a regular basis. You're our people. You're our people. You're our people. What else we got? We should probably just get in some news because next we're going right into Clubhouse Room. All Things Used Cars with David Long's All Things Used Cars Room. Going to talk about getting back to basics in a time when uh, we need to get back to basics. So just go on Clubhouse. If you don't know how to do it, just search Clubhouse app on and then just search All Things Used Cars and you'll get to us, and we'll have a great conversation. Uh, speaking of great conversations. Segway. So when a company invents a manufacturing process that becomes the standard for all manufacturers across the world In for over verticals. 100 years, right? <laughs> um, you should always nice. expect a fierce comeback from a supply shortage, don't you think? Absolutely. So yep. TPS is otherwise known as Toyota Production System, otherwise known as Lean Manufacturing and Six Sigma and all that stuff actually started with a car maker because it should start with a car maker. It was first introduced by Toyota in the early 20th century. And now, despite the challenges of the last few years, the company is poised to have its largest annual output ever. So this is Toyota. Obviously, we're talking about it. And they're doing the old Babe Ruth, Kyle. They're like, right. See, I'm going to hit the ball right over that fence right there. So they're calling their (laughs) shot in 2022. Um, They invented this just-in-time production, which is basically 
companies, manufacturers used to have a warehouse full of parts and then mm-hmm. they would put those parts together. And then as the where the supply would draw down, they would order another big warehouse full of parts. Well, they were like, that's so inefficient. We're going to make a system so that basically in the most ideal situation, the part we need to put in shows up at our facility exactly when it needs to be installed in the car, right? Just yep. in time. Which, so super which efficient. Wild, which is efficient and scary all at the well, same we time. Well, we found out why it's, I mean, I'm sure they have some flex built in there, but no one had COVID level flex. It actually puts you in right. a more vulnerable position, but they're back. Right. They produced nine. So back in 2019, before COVID, they produced uh, 9.05 million vehicles. And then in 2020, that dropped to 8.58. In 2020, it dropped, or in 2021, it dropped even more to 8.33. And now they're saying, well, 2023 is going to be our year. So 2022, I'm sorry, it was 8.33. They're saying 10.66 million this year. Yeah. And and, uh, I don't, I don't doubt them. And, but the, the interesting thing is, is like, they have a ton of demand, right? Every Toyota dealer that we know, obviously the day supply is super low. Uh, Toyota's day supply is 18. Uh, if you've looked at any of the day supply, uh, numbers, NADA's put them out, Cox has put them out. Uh, it's, it's always at the bottom, right? At, like you got the <laughs> right. dealers, got everything and Toyota still has nothing. Yep. Right. Um, you know, kind of close to them are both also Honda Mazda, um, at, 29 and 24 respectively. Uh, but yeah, your, your domestic manufacturers up at like 60 day supply. Now you, you see, uh, the average day supply of the industry sitting, uh, in the fifties, or actually I think it just dropped under 50, uh, earlier this week. So, you know, tons of demand. So I think they're going to be able to hang in there, but you gotta think that the day supply is definitely going up, which I don't think Toyota dealers would be so mad at having a little ground stock might actually help. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, especially if the demand is still there. Um, yep. but yeah, and you know, Toyota has been, and we know, we know a lot of Toyota dealers, right. And throughout the whole pandemic as, you know, different manufacturer meetings, we, we know a lot of dealers actually. So a lot of dealers are telling us what kind of like, well, this is what they're telling us we should look forward to in our make meetings and things like that. And they they were typically disappointed. Well, they said, we're going to have this, but actually we only had this. They said, we're going to have this, right. but only we had this, but to a person, Toyota has always been like, they're just, the dealers have been saying they're super transparent. They're telling yeah. us they're setting our expectations properly and they're delivering on the expectations they set. Um, you know, so the company, you know, in November, they said we're going to do 800,000 vehicles globally and they actually delivered 833. So it's a little lesson in under promise over deliver to. There you go. Which builds keep a little thing happy, called trust. It builds a little thing called trust yards. and the yep. whole thing, business relationships all built on trust. Um, so that's the, that's the story with Toyota and, uh, it'll be fun to watch how they actually come back. And I mean, I'm not, I'm never betting against Toyota manufacturing ever, 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 ever. Um, I don't know how to segue into this next spot, but keep rolling. I'm just going to keep rolling. So our friends at cars recently released a, like, it feels like just a real time survey that reveals the top three pain points dealers are anticipating in 2023. It's a survey of uh, 121 dealers between January 1st or 6th and January 11th. So it's only like a week old. So this is real-time data um, and shows their top concerns to be um, turning more used vehicles properly or profitably, Profitably. right? So 94% of dealers said acquiring used inventory, maximizing margins are, are the top concern. Uh, second is investing in better marketing data and more efficient and investing in better marketing data more efficiently. 81% of dealers said high quality audience targeting to better leverage their media was the second most significant challenge. And third on the top three list 
is uh, 80% of dealers noted differentiating their dealership from competitors also as a top concern. So that feels pretty good. Like all three of those, they feel controllable. That's what I like about them. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the dicey one there is definitely better marketing data more efficiently just because there's so much silos and data um, from a you mean used the dicey vehicle one like the dicey yeah. one like are we going to be it's able gonna be to tough. fix it <laughs> right it's going to be tough yeah. yeah it's it's um it's a lot more disparate in our industry than I think a lot of people realize and and um and and so it's going to be tough to continue to find efficiencies until kind of everyone lets down the walls I think you know the 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 used vehicle profitability is definitely something that can be controlled based on education understanding of the used market paying attention to what's going on in the trends and consumer data supply demand accessibility to to purchasing used vehicles all of those types of things like you can get dialed in on used cars and I think that stating that it's a top concern is really a realization that um, understanding a, being a used car a strong used car operator makes sure that you don't have to worry about any fluctuation in inventory or demand or rebates or anything like that on the new car side mm -hmm. um, it. and yeah and then and then from a differentiate from competitors like I think we've been we've been as an industry trying to figure this out for a long time and everybody always tries to play the well I did it first game. Yeah. Um, and and so I would say stop leaning into that. Stop being the biggest. Stop being the person to do it first. Like if that's consistently your pursuit, you will always run out of the opportunity to talk about that and you'll always be chasing the next thing. Chase the thing that nobody else can touch, which is your people. Um, and so how do you figure out how to craft community around your community? I think is the way that that dealers should be differentiating in the in the new year. yeah i mean we can't and it can't be like our people are the difference right because everybody says that i mean our what, people Kyle and i do a lot yeah, of like brand no, marketing consulting for for groups and things like that and like through and through there is always a hidden gem inside a dealership that that they're not seeing when they only go yep. at the top level stuff and talk about inventory or location or all that stuff so um I feel, I feel good about these because they're controllable. Number two, like you said, like yep. we need some more people to play nice together with data and move data back and forth more effortlessly to control it more. But I like these three because none of them are like, well, I hope I get enough vehicles in my new car inventory. Right. You can't control that. You can control yep. all three of the things on this list, which gets me excited. Uh, here's a quote from uh, Alex Vetter, CEO of Cars, says, retailers face new challenges this year as new car inventory returns. Used car supply shrinks and prices normalize. Dealers' competitive advantages will come from efficient operations, marketing, and customer experience. We agree with those things from our friend Alex. Speaking of operations, marketing, and customer experience. Do it. All right, Kyle. Give the people what they want. So the Wall Street Journal this morning has released its annual list of best and worst, not automobile makers, airlines. And we know we're talking about airlines this morning. Because very relevant. Flying all the, yeah, very it's very relevant. relevant to the automotive industry and a whole bunch of people, probably 20 to 25,000 going to be flying next week. I think we can all be agree that 2022 was quite a bumpy ride. So <laughs> making the list, the top spot, Delta hangs on to the top spot, uh, followed by Alaska or Alaskan. Southwest, United, Allegiant, American, Spirit, Frontier, and JetBlue taken dead wah, wah, last. Wah. Um, I think Steve Greenfield might be the Delta reason. Like, he picked the yeah, right. Because they got Greenfield as a million miler last year. They're like, <laughs> we're number one. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, you know, when you think about Delta as just as far as a consumer experience, like, they are a higher-priced airline, but they, they just take the customer, you know, seriously at, at every turn. I will say, like, even just utilizing their app 
to make changes and all that type of stuff. It's, nice. it's just an easier experience, you, you know? Fly Delta um, a lot out of Syracuse. Somewhat. I mean, we do fly, but like yeah. every once to Atlanta. Delta to Atlanta. Right. That's my deal. Everybody flies Delta to <laughs> Right, of course. <laughs> Good point. Exactly. Good point. Uh, so most improved after a really bumpy road two and three years ago, two, three and four years ago, uh, United, who uh, was in slot seven, jumped to four and American moved from la- uh, from last ninth to sixth. And I can say like we fly you and I fly uh, American and United a lot just because of where we're headed typically. Yep. And I've definitely noticed a change in like their ability to provide customer service like United. I'm telling you. Like just anecdotally, their text communication service oh, so good. Any support is so good. dialed in. Yeah, they do. Dialed in. Yeah, I so, feel like United yeah. does have that. I mean, I got upgraded for free on, on my last United flight and I got to eat like a breakfast frittata with silverware. <laughs> and I needed it so bad at that moment. So United just has a super special. Like they upgraded the right flight at the right They're time. Special in your They're number heart, one right? in my book. <laughs> number one in my book after that. I got real silverware on a plane, Kyle. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm kind of surprised by now thinking about it. They gave me a metal fork on a plane. I guess we're all calming down around here. That's bold. (laughs) That's bold. Uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, Southwest, they stated in the the article, probably would have had a little bit of lower seating if if they would have been able to put into the data the hysterical craziness around the holidays. But... All of that baggage stuff and the and the cancellations actually wasn't calculated into this data. Uh, JetBlue, New York City, that's what their excuse was. Like, hey, we got market conditions that nobody else has to deal with based on our location. Um, but overall, staffing shortages, operational challenges have still been an issue for airlines. Here's the thing. I think that like airlines are just something that people continually have to use, like to travel in the U S if you want to travel on a regular basis, you have to, because there's no, like, you know, like in, in England, everything is eight hours away from everything else. Right. And, and so, or you got the like train any other system. vertical you got bullet trains, you got, I mean, exactly. Dude, I would take any other vertical looking a at airlines and seeing like how they're making shifts and move and how consumers are attracted to or not attracted to the consumer you know, experience or the customer experience in an airline, I think is smart. And so recognizing what Delta is doing right, what JetBlue is maybe not doing right for any other vertical, even like automotive is good to understand how to care for customers. I think there's also like a really great lesson in here. I I remember when JetBlue was first coming to market and they were like the Mm -hmm. darling, they were doing it differently. They were surprising and delighting. They were you know, like the cable TV dish network wow, on the yeah. plane was like, what is going on? And now they're last on the list. Now, granted, like they cited some, you know, they're, they have a larger exposure because a hub is in New York City. So if something goes right. wrong there, it's going to dis- disrupt. But still, they're at the bottom. They're not in the middle. Um, same thing for Southwest, right? They were the darling of the industry. And now they've had yes. some major problems, maybe some underinvestment, definitely some personnel issues and culture issues when they were like the celebrated culture that's in all kinds of business books. And then you have United right. when's the last? When's the last time you saw like an, a, you know, an Instagram reel or a TikTok about a, a Southwest um, steward? Yeah stewardess long time i'll tell you what i flew we just flew southwest to baltimore and i'm saying the staff was very nice but they look tired 
Ah, they just look tight, like beat by, I mean, like, look, it wears me people though. What, you know, so it doesn't matter where you are today or where you were yesterday. Um, like you have to fight for it every day, right? You can't stay there for long if you don't continually fight and invest, not get lazy. And then for like the Uniteds and Americans, you got United who, you know, like you said, they had a bit of a rough run. The dude wrote like Amer United breaks guitar song went viral right. on the internet. They pulled that nice Asian guy off the plane when the Chicago PD like just bloodied his face up. Like that was a pretty big mess. Yeah. And they've had right. a lot of things that have just like took them. But guess what? They leaned in, they've doubled down, they're moving up on the list and we've had a lot of great experiences. So I think it just goes to show you if you're in business, you never, you never stay at the top without fighting. And if you're not at the top anymore, guess what? If somebody's Take making mistakes, somebody's under investing and it's your time to do it. Well, we hope you spend the day moving up the list and whatever you're trying to do, whether that's the sales advisor of the year or the dealership in the market or whatever it is, Regardless, you got a couple days going. Have a great Saturday, and we're six days left to NADA.